0: Hallelujah! You can uh, join me this morning in Mark chapter 4, and uh, we want to continue with uh, what we've been uh, looking at the last, well, six services anyway, uh, receiving maximum results from the Word, receiving maximum results from the Word, and we've been looking at Mark chapter 4, and uh, seeing what the Lord would have to say to us from this. And uh, Mark chapter 4, verse 13, uh, Jesus, of course, has just related this parable to the people. The disciples came to him apart alone and asked him what it meant. And he said in uh, Mark chapter 4, And verse 13, Jesus began to speak to them. And he asked them, he said, "Uh, do you not know this parable? How then will you know all parables? All right, so we've said this. He says, this is the master parable. This is the Rosetta Stone of everything that I'm teaching. All right. Now, I'll make this statement that I've made a few times. The focus in this this parable is not rocks, it's not thorns, it's not the devil, it's not stony ground, it's not even good ground. The focus is the Word and how to produce results from the Word, the enemies of the Word, what tries to stop the Word from working. All right? And we, we looked at this... And the Berkeley translation says, if you don't understand this parable, you won't understand any of them. All right, so if I don't understand this, I won't understand how the Word can work, how the Word can be stopped from working. I won't understand that it's up to me whether the Word gets taken or whether the Word works. Amen. Because people say, well, you know, the Bible says immediately the devil comes after the Word. Doesn't mean he's got to get it. I don't have to let him have it. It's up to me what kind of soil I am. It's up to me the amount of harvest that I receive. All right? Hallelujah. The New English Bible says, how then are you going to understand any parable? So he states two things here. Number one, if you don't understand what he's saying, you'll have a hard time understanding anything he says. Verse 14 says, the sower sows the word. So the second thing he says is the context of this parable is the word. The word. The Weymouth Bible says what the sower sows is the word. And so this parable deals with the enemies of the word. It deals with uh, uh, what will hinder the word from producing maximum results. Maximum results. So we know that the devil is the ultimate enemy of the word. But he requires my help to take it. You know, I, I, sometimes, sometimes I, I listen and, and not just, I don't just listen to preachers. I listen to people talk to me and I listen to how people talk. And they say, well, you know, the Bible says the devil's a thief. Well, just because he's a thief doesn't mean he's got to steal from you. If a thief knocks on your door and you know he's a thief, Best you don't let him in. Is that right or wrong? Amen. So he is the ultimate enemy of the word, but he needs my help to take the word. He can't just take it. I've got to yield it to him. And and when you use that word yield, it means to give up the contest or to submit. Now, if to give up, I've got to give up. To submit, I've got to submit. If you won't give up, no one can make you give up. If you won't submit, no one can make you submit. Well, who does the devil run off? Them that let him run them off. Now wait a minute. Let's 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 talk scripture. Behold, I give unto you authority to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Now did he or didn't he? Then do I have authority over all the power, all the authority of the enemy? Then if I do... Now, see, this is where you, you got to apply this. If I do, if I have that authority and he steals from me, whose responsibility is that? Because, see, in our circles we say, God isn't going to do anything about the devil. Jesus isn't going to do anything about the devil. He's given us the authority against the devil. But yet, why do we hear so many believers talk about how the devil's stealing from them? I need you to pray with me. The devil's stealing from me. The Bible doesn't say if the devil's stealing, pray. It says resist the devil and he'll flee from you. Oh, glory to God. Do do, do you see that? See, that's not a hard statement. It, It makes it easy. Oh, you mean I can do? Okay. Then if I can do it, right? Remember when you were training your kids, and they were little, you know, toddlers, and you're trying to train them to to clothe themselves and get themselves ready, right? Especially after, you know, school starts, because then you got to get up, and you got to get yourself ready, and you got to get breakfast ready, and and then you got the child to get ready, And, and what do you do? You start telling them, you can put on your own shirt. You can put on your own socks, right? That's just one more step I don't have to take. Right, and then eventually they come out. Right, they come out, and and things are a little crooked, but they did it, and you just kind of straighten them up, and then the next thing you know, they come out and they're straight, and they got their shirt tucked in. Why they figured out they could do it on their own. God is the source of my authority, but the working of my authority rests in me. Hallelujah. And 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 the the power of my authority is found in the word that's why jesus in mark 11 he said whatever you say will come to pass i think that's interesting he did not say whatever god says he said whatever you say amen, amen. why i have the authority on the earth. Let, 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 uh, I'm, I'm throwing a lot at you that we're not turning to. In the book of Genesis, when God brought the animals to Adam, it says He brought them to Adam to see. Actually, it says He brought them to the man to see what He would call them. What He would call Why did the man have to name them? Why did the man have to call them something? Because the man was going to have to deal with them. He called them. He had the authority. See, that's why How? whatever you call it is what it's going to be. Whatever you say about it is what, how it's going to be. Because you have the authority. Amen. So that's why we go through our confessions. Your, your confession doesn't work because of much saying. Your confession works because you have the authority to say it. I have the authority to call those things in my life the way that God says they are. And I have the right to expect my authority to work. Oh, glory to God. Amen. So when I say I'm more than a conqueror, it's not just a positive confession. It's an exercise of my authority. I'm saying adversity, you don't count. Listen to me. I am more than a conqueror. Hallelujah! Because I'm standing on the Word. I'm standing on the Word. I'm standing on the Word. Amen. Very very early on in our walk with God. Early on. I say our walk with God. Our, our, our walk with the things of God. The Word of God. Amen. I I remember, and you can laugh if you want, I remember going through some things, and and the devil was just running his mouth, and I put my Bible on the ground, and I actually physically stood on the Bible, and I said, here I am. I'm not moving. I want to announce, devil, I'm not moving. I'm standing on the Word, and I'm not moving off the Word. You do what you want. Throw your best shot. Blow all you want. I'm not. I'm... I'm not moving off the word. Amen. If I won't be moved, I can't be moved. Oh, am I helping you? Amen. So when someone says, well, you know, the devil will steal from you. If you let him. If you let him. I say, if you let him. See, I learned something about thieves. If somebody will steal from you, you can't trust them. Now, I know that sounds simple. I had a family member one time in the car with me. They were riding in the back, in the back seat. I rarely let them ride with me because I didn't trust them. I, I know you don't have any family that way. Are you got some? Okay. And uh, somehow somebody, my wife or, or me or somebody, had dropped a $5 bill in the back seat. Now, you know, $5 isn't much. It was $5. But, you know, it's the principle of the thing. I kind of saw out of the corner of my eye, saw this guy, saw that money, and he just reached down, and put it in his pocket. What? It's not about $5, but it's my $5. Right? You steal from me? You will steal from me? Amen. You say, what did you do? Well, I didn't trust him no more. And I sure didn't give him a ride. Amen. Because he's a thief. He's a thief. Or at least he was then. He got saved. But anyway. Amen. But the point is that, listen, listen to me. If you know the devil's a thief, then there's two things be prepared. To not let him steal from you. Number two, don't ever think he's going to change. That's his goal every time. Oh, hallelujah. You see this. So what I do with the word determines whether or not I receive maximum results from the word. See, don't ever look at somebody that's receiving from the word. And uh, if I could say it this way, start saying things like I've heard people say, well, eh, well, I I don't understand. I'm doing the same thing. Well, now, wait a minute. Before you finish that statement, are you? And how long have you been? There are people in the sound of my voice that, that you know and I know, it seems like when, when they ask God for something, in just a matter of days, they receive it. Well, how long have they been exercising their faith? How long have they been standing on the Word of God? When, when I see somebody that's receiving answers, I want to find out how. Amen? Ask your neighbor, say, How'd you do that? That's, a, that's the right question. Oh, hallelujah. I, I know, for instance, I know pastors. And they're constantly comparing themselves, and they'll get around people that are doing something wonderful for God, and they'll come out of the, and they'll come out of those times just sullen and their heads hanging. And you'll go, "What's wrong? Oh man! After being around that guy, I don't feel like I'm doing anything for God." What? Find out how they're doing it. What are the steps Do you take? Remember when Pastor said he he took all those ministers, was showing them the church there at Agape. And he's walking through with all those pastors. And and they were asking him, how'd you do this? And how'd you do this? And he was telling them they believed God and and used faith. And and those two pastors that were walking along behind him, and they looked at each other and said, I guess we don't have any faith. (laughs) Well, I mean, maybe they saw they needed faith, but how did you do this? Right? In Mark chapter 4, Verse 18, we'll look at another ground here. We've dealt with the hard heart, the stony ground. Verse 18, these are they that are sown among thorns, such as hear the word. Now we stop right there and we have to understand it was sown among thorns. It wasn't accidentally placed there. It wasn't something that that some seed just slipped over into the thorns. It was sown among thorns. How do we know that? Because each of these types of soil represents the heart of a hearer. And every person will hear the word. Every individual on the face of the earth will one day hear the word of God. All right? And notice, they heard the word. And the cares of this world, the deceitfulness of riches... And the lust of other things, the Greek says things not mentioned here, they enter in, choke the word, and it, the word, becomes unfruitful. It becomes unfruitful. So the word lists three specific enemies to the word. And we're going to deal specifically with this. Number one, the cares of this world. The cares of this world. All right. Now, before you think we're just going to talk about worry, we're talking about an enemy of the word. So if there's something the Bible lists as an enemy to the word of God, I need to perk up and say, "Okay, I I need to mark this down. That's an enemy of the word, because in our circles, we're big about not worrying. Don't worry. I'm not going to worry. Not worrying. I won't worry. I'm worried. See, because, because, you understand? Hallelujah. So he says the cares of this world are one of the things that enter in and choke the word. Is that right? The Greek word for cares is a synonym for the Greek word that means worry. Worry. See, worry is more more dangerous than most believers know. Because worry worry, uh, masquerades as other things. Worry masquerades in some people's lives as responsibility. Well, I mean, I'm responsible for this, so that means you can worry about it? Well, I'm responsible for my family. Okay, responsible and worry are two different things. Amen. You, you understand? In, 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 in the Christian world, uh, a, a Christian word for worry is concerned. Uh, brother, now I'm not worried, I'm just concerned. What's the difference? well, you know, I got this report, and I'm not worried about it. don't want you to think I'm worried. Who, who cares what I think? Do, do you see that? Faith works when there are no heirs present, when you're not putting on heirs. I'm not trying to work my faith for you. I'm not trying to make you think I'm in faith or out of faith. Matter of fact, I don't care. I don't care if you think I'm in faith, and I don't care if you think I'm not in faith. I don't care if you think I'm missing it or if you think I am miss I'm not missing it. I don't care. I have a degree in IDC. I don't care. Because I-, I found I've watched people over the years. Well, you know, I don't want you to think I'm worried. Who who cares what I think? Are you worried? Because if you're worried whether I think you are or not, worry will choke the word. Whether I think you're worried or not. And you can be all smiles, and you can be all pleasant on the outside, like everything's going great, and worried on the inside. And if you're worried in your heart, you're worried. Amen. Do you see this? Hallelujah. One translation says, the anxieties of the age. The anxieties of the age. The time that you live in, the worries of the time. Mmm, hallelujah. The first enemy listed is worry. The, the, the same account in Luke 8 14, the lamps of translation says they choke them, that that the person that hears the word chokes themselves with worries. They choke themselves. See, and people say, well, the devil's trying to make me worry. But who has to worry? I have to do the worrying. Amen. Tell your neighbor, the devil can't make you worry. T- tell him again, the devil can't make you worry. Say this, I don't care what it is. The devil can't make you worry about it. See, worry is something that I've got to take and do. I've got to take it and do it. Well, I, don't ha- I can't see how things are going to work out. That, hear me. That doesn't mean you've got to worry about it. Amen. If, if, you think, if you think about this, this is an old statement, but think about this. You can't see how a brown cow eats green grass and gives white milk. But you know what happens. And I don't know anybody in here that's ever sat around and worried. I wonder, I wonder if that brown cow's going to give pink milk or if that uh, black cow's, right? Never, never thought that. Just because you can't see the end of a thing does not give you the right to worry about it. Not if you want to work the Word. you got a right to do whatever you want. But if you want the Word to work, I have to settle that. Amen? In order to worry, you have to give the word up. If I worry, I've got to give up the word. See, I've got to submit to worry. I've got to submit to it. The, the word worry, when you look at the word worry, it means to give way to anxiety. Give way to anxiety. I yield to anxiety. Or, or to allow one's mind to dwell on a trouble. To allow it. I, I thought that was interesting. And th- that's, not, that's not a Bible dictionary, that's just Webster. And the word worry means give way to anxiety or to allow your mind to dwell on troubles. To allow your mind to dwell on troubles. So notice, you give way to anxiety. So we can see by definition that worry is what? A choice. It's a choice. It's a choice. I choose what type of soil I'm going to be. I choose the fruit that I produce. It says, notice that these cares enter in, entering in. The, the, the phrase, the two words, entering in, combining them, it means that they come to visit or they're put in. So that means that care, worry, will come to visit everybody. It, the, the, the enemy or your circumstance will try to put worry into your life. It's up to me, brother, I let it. Amen. Glory to God. You ever had those salesmen come to visit? Solar panel salesmen? Or other kind of salesmen? I remember one time, maybe you never did this, I did and learned my lesson. I had a vacuum seal, cleaner salesman come to the door. Who said Kirby? You said Kirby. You know. You know Kirby. And, and Kirby man said this. He said, uh, I'd like to show you this vacuum. Right? And, and he said, uh, uh, it'll just take a little bit. Okay. Right? You know, I, I, get, I get ever so many points for every demonstration. So I'm thinking I'll be nice, I'll help. Well, I didn't know he was going to come in and pull out all these discs you know, vacuum my floor and show me how dirty my rug was. And I was was sitting there with him, and uh, finally it had been like 30 minutes. And I said, Brother, you're going to have to go. And he kind of popped off. Well, my son was there at that time, my oldest boy, and he wasn't quite sanctified then. And he jumped up and went over on the man, came up on him. You need to leave. Yeah. I thought, now, Lord, I got to stop him from whooping this man now. You never saw somebody pack up so fast. And he had said if I let him do a demonstration, he would give me a bottle of Febreze. He wanted his Febreze back. I was tempted to hand it to my son and say, take it from him. I didn't. But anyway, my point is, he—he he I learned my lesson. If Kirby ever comes to my door, I say, no, thank you. Yeah, but you'll really help me. I, I know about this. I'm not letting you put that in. Is that right? You, get, you can come to visit. You can knock on the door, but I'm not letting you in. I'm not, I'm not letting you in. Amen. Hallelujah. So we see that worries are presented to us and we either open the door to them or we refuse them entry. Here's the thing. When you stay focused on the Word, you don't have to fall prey to cares and anxieties because I'm staying focused on the Word. Notice, not just quoting it, staying focused on it. What does the Word say? Right? Amen. Look at uh, Matthew chapter 6. I want to show you some things from the Word, and I believe that if we'll apply them, and and you'll you'll hear the way that the Word says these things, Matthew 6 and 25, therefore Jesus said unto unto us, He said unto them, take no thought for your life. What you'll eat, what you'll drink, for your body, what you'll put on. Life's more than meat. Body's more than raiment. Here's what I want you to see. He didn't say, do your best. He said, don't. One translation says, do not be anxious. Another says, the Williams translation says, stop worrying about your life. Now, here's what I want you to see. He didn't suggest that. He said, in the kingdom, don't worry is that right now why is this important the fact that jesus told me not to be anxious means it's possible to not be anxious if you're worried stop worrying well why because jesus said you could jesus said i could amen why why do we cast out devils because jesus said we could Why do we lay hands on the sick and see him recover because Jesus said we could? Is that right? Why do we believe that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son? Because Jesus said he did. How do I know we can live without worry because Jesus said I could? Isn't that that wonderful? Nothing is related to you in the Bible that you can't do. Amen. When I worry, I allow it to overcome the power of the Word. I allow it. Whenever you take a stand on the Word, the power that's in the Word starts to work in your life. But I've got to take a stand on the Word. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When you take a stand against worry, the power to not worry that's in the Word empowers your stand. I'm doing this based on the Word. See, I don't stand on the Word based on somebody else's revelation. I stand on the Word based on the Word. Amen. Does that make sense? Because people will hear something, they go, that's what I'm going to do. Well, that's, that's fine that you're understanding that, but you do it because it's in the Word. Not because I said it. Not because brother so-and-so said it or sister so-and-so, because it's in the Word. Is it in the Word? Is that right? That This is, this is what you make your decisions from. Oh, hallelujah. Look at Philippians 4. Philippians chapter 4. See, we were talking about authority earlier. One of the main ways you exercise your authority is on your own mind and your own heart. I won't be troubled. I refuse to be troubled. That's exercising my authority. Amen. How and you and you can feel all of the pressure on your mind and on your body, and on your circumstance, but you don't have to be troubled. You don't have to be troubled, because I'm in charge of whether or not I'm troubled. Philippians chapter 4 and verse 6. Again, a familiar verse, but notice this, be careful for nothing, but in everything By prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God, and here's the result. The peace of God that passes all understanding will keep, mount guard, guard, protect your heart and your mind through Christ Jesus. One translation says, do not worry about anything. Another says, entertain, no worry. I've had people over the years say, well, pastor, if you were dealing with what I was dealing with, you'd be worried too. Well, maybe or maybe not. But here's the reality of it. Even if I would be, it doesn't negate the fact that Jesus and Paul told us not to. Is that right? You were shouting real good a minute ago. I know you're shouting still, but you understand? Doesn't change it. It it doesn't change it. Hallelujah. Notice, I like this. Don't even entertain it. Don't even entertain it. Don't even think about worrying. Well, I just don't know what I'm going to do. God said that what you have need of, your heavenly Father knew it. And that He would provide it. Now, if He said that, He meant it. So me worrying is not going to, what, remember what Jesus said? He said, if you're short, worrying won't cause you to grow. Is that right? So what do you, here's what he's saying. Worry is useless. It won't fix anything. Right? He, he, said, he said worry won't make one more hair grow on your head. Not one more. Don't worry not going to grow right not, it's not it's he's, so he's saying you can't change anything with worry what can happen when you worry you choke the word and people say oh the devil choked the word no you choked the word with your worry the devil didn't have to do anything See, the, the issue with working the Word is it requires personal responsibility. When you see believers that are constantly putting the issue off on the devil, you're going to see a consistently defeated believer. Consistently. Because they're always going to be losing. And then they'll put the blame off on the devil. And the devil doesn't care. He don't care whether you blame him or not, just as long as you lose. He doesn't care. He de- he doesn't care. He matter of fact, he will amplify that. That's right. It's me. I did it. That's right. That way you don't change anything. You don't stop worrying because he's behind you telling. That's right. I'm the problem. I'm the problem. And it, you can even rebuke the devil. And if you don't, re- if you rebuke the devil and don't stop worrying, you're going to get the same results. And it's not the devil doing it. It's me doing it. Hallelujah. One, one time I was, I was, I was uh, uh, roofing. I, I roofed one summer in, uh, in uh, the Kansas City area. We had just started the church, and, and I just stepped off my job, and, and I, I, uh, I, uh, 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 a guy had asked me uh, to help him roof a few houses. And so we were roofing, and uh, we were working on this uh, this house, it was an older house and had a huge porch. And we had to roof the porch and then we had to roof the, the house. And so we'd worked on the, the top of the house first. And uh, then we had a, a ladder set up to come down and, and work on the porch. And long story short, uh, you know, we had the ladder all hooked up, bungee cord around, you know, to the gutter and had shingles, uh, 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 bales of shingles up around the bottom of the, the ladder so it wouldn't move. Well, then when we came down to the bottom, uh, we took the ladder down, took all the safety uh, things off of it. And this person forgot something. They said, oh, I need to run back up there. And they slapped the ladder back up, ran up the ladder, got, grabbed what they needed, was, was coming back down. And as they swung their leg over that ladder, the bottom of that ladder went out from under them. Boy, they landed on the, on the road. Wah! You know what they jumped up doing? Stupid devil. Wasn't the devil. You didn't secure the ladder. Wasn't the devil. I remember standing there thinking, wasn't the devil. I mean, I feel bad for you, but it wasn't the devil. End up breaking a rib. Yeah, the devil. It wasn't the devil. You should have thought. You should have at least asked me, hold this ladder. You understand? There are people you know and I know, they are rebuking the devil and worrying. And the devil's not doing it. Their worry is doing it. He's fine to take misguided uh, 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 resistance. Bless God, I rebuke the devil. I rebuke the devil. I rebuke the devil. Oh, I'm just so worried about this. Oh, I'm concerned about it. Well, the devil's over there saying, yeah, just go ahead and shoot yourself in the foot. You don't you don't need me to do it. Oh, hallelujah. Well, when I resist the devil, he flees. He sure does because the Bible says so. But if you're gonna resist the devil and worry, how do you rebuke yourself? You gotta stop. Amen. Oh. Amen. I must refuse the worry. And the Word backs my play. What I do, the Word backs. I act on the Word, and the Word performs what I act on. If I act on it, the Word performs what I act on. Amen. We See, we want to receive maximum results from the Word. Oh, hallelujah. Look at 1 Peter 5. When you're working the Word, you never get away from personal responsibility. I am personally responsible for working the Word in my life. I am personally responsible for whether my faith is in the condition it needs to be in. 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 6. Notice this. Humble yourself, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that He may exalt you in due time. Now, then we didn't stop because he said casting now this casting all your care upon him for he careth for you it's connected to humble yourself under the mighty hand of god this verse these verses are usually quoted well you know just cast all your care on him cuz he cares for you well but it's connected to humble yourself Oh, hallelujah. The proper context is that when we cast our care on Him, we're humbling ourselves under the mighty hand of God. In short, it's pride to carry care. It's prideful to worry. Hmm. Why? Because you're saying, I can worry about this and fix it. Amen. Now now listen, this is the word. This isn't pastor. Humble yourself, therefore, under the mighty hand of God. Is that right? That he may exalt you in due time. There's no period. How do I do this? How do I humble myself under the mighty hand of God? By casting all my care on him because he cares for me. The most humble thing you can do is just unload the care. He didn't say responsibility. He said care. And when it says cast, it carries the idea of when the disciples, it, the Bible says that, that when Jesus was riding into Jerusalem, that they took their garments and cast them on that fold that they cast the, the branches in the street. It means to fling away from yourself or to cast it away from yourself. The Bible says that you humble yourself under the mighty hand of God and you take that care and you cast it onto Jesus. Why? He cares for you. Now this is important. I've heard people say he'll do the caring for you. It's not what it means. It means you cast your care on him because he cares so much about you. Amen. Do you see that? I've talked to people before and they'd say, well, you know, you just don't understand. I got to take care of my business, I got to handle this. I'm responsible. But that's pride. Do you know I'm I'm looking around this room and I'm going to say this unequivocally there's nobody in here could even start to live your life right if God wasn't helping you Nobody Your business wouldn't be what it is your life wouldn't be what it is your family wouldn't be what it is all those raises and bonuses it wasn't just your good work and your and your your it, it was God 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 did that God did it. Amen. So so that means I'm casting the care of all of my promotions on him. I'm going to do the right thing. I'm going to work hard. I'm going to show up and be a good employee. But Father, as far as I'm not going to worry about the promotion, I'm not going to worry about the raise, I'm casting all of my care on you. I'm not going to try to do anything. I'm not going to try to butter nobody up. I'm not going to try to get on anybody's good side. Lord, I'm casting it all on you. Amen. Amen. Then then, then right on the other hand, I'm not going to worry. Amen. Well, they said they're going to do this. Well, you're not going to worry. You're not going to change it by worrying. They said layoffs are coming. You're not going to change it by worrying. You're not going to resist it by worrying. You'll enter into pride. Oh, hallelujah. Is that right? So he said, that's how you handle that. You cast all your care on him. That's, that's, that's you saying, I can't do anything about this. I'm going to cast it on you. Right? I'm not equipped to deal with this. I believe you. That's what I'm equipped to do is believe you. Well, how are we going to do this and how are we going to do that? Listen, the answer is not in the question. The more you, The more you ask the question, the more you carry the care. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? What are we going to do? I've had people talk to me with their head in their hands. Pastor, my God, what are we going to do? We're going to believe God. Oh, Pastor, you you know what I mean. No, I I don't know what you mean. You're asking me what we're going to do. We're going to believe God. Oh, hallelujah. Say out loud to the person next to you, say, we're going to believe God. It's what we're going to do. We're going to believe God. Amen. I've had people say, what are you going to do about that? Act like the word's true. 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 That person sitting next to you, you may think they don't have a care in the world. You may think they have nothing putting pressure on them. And they may have 10 or 15 times more pressure on them than you got on you. But they've learned to act like the word's true. And because they're acting like the word's true, acting, not putting on an act, not putting on an air, They have acted like the Word's true. I'm taking the care off of me, and I'm putting it on you. I'm acting like the Word is true. I'm casting all my care on you. And if I did what the Word said, if I cast it all on Him, then I don't have any. So I can I can act, I can walk like I don't have a care. Because I have really cast it all on Him. Yeah, but that bill still do. I know, but I'm not carrying the care of it. He did say he'd meet all my need according to his riches in glory. Amen. Yeah, but the doctor's report's still there. I know. I know it's still there, but I'm not carrying the care of it. He said, I'm the Lord that heals you. And if sickness is there, I'll take it from the midst of you. I'll redeem you from destruction. With long life, I will satisfy you. Amen. Amen. It might still be there, but I'm not carrying the care of it. Yeah, but the deadline's getting closer. I know, but I don't care. I'm not going to care about it. I'm doing what I know to do, right? And the main thing I know to do is cast all of my care onto Him. Amen. See, when you've, am I helping you? You, 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 you've got to understand and, and learn some things. Learn to sit down and diagnose the circumstance. I mean, learn to be honest about things. The word, Listen, we can say this, and it sounds cliche. The word always works. But, but understand this. If the results are not forthcoming, I need to stop and say, Why? Are they not forthcoming? What's the hindrance here? It's not condemnation. It's introspection. I've dealt with people before that would get over their head. They'd get out over their head financially. They'd get involved in things and buy things that they couldn't afford in the beginning. And then they'd come and say, I don't don't understand. I, I don't understand why we can't pay our bills. Two reasons you overextended yourself and you don't make enough money Yeah, but I've been giving I I understand. <laughs> but if you got 3500 a month going out and you're only bringing 2500 a month in God is not responsible to make up the difference of my laziness. Mm, Let me move on. See? He just won't. God is not responsible to make up for your refusal to budget. Understand? Hallelujah. Can I share another story with you? I, I had a lady one time that the Lord spoke to her in a church service. And said, I want to bless you and I want to prosper you. But you keep opening the door to relatives that are, that are, that are uh, siphoning the goodness of God out of your life. And the Lord spoke to her in a public meeting and said, you got to put them out before the blessing will ever flow. Amen. Man, she did. She put them out. Put them out. And the blessings of God started flowing in her life. Well, now now listen, listen, listen. It wasn't that the blessing wasn't always there. She had them no good relatives, that wouldn't work. And they were living off of her. A retired widow made me so mad. We can fix that. We can come break his plate. I told a guy that one time. They were having trouble, and he wouldn't work. The woman was out doing all the work. He wouldn't work. Not couldn't, wouldn't work. And they wanted some help from the church. And I looked at him. I said, if I gave you this help, I'd have to come home and break your plate. Because you don't work, you don't eat. God is my witness. He said, did he get mad? Got real mad. I thought he was going to hit me. Amen. Try to whoop me. Notice I said try. <laughs> why, 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 why is that so important? Because, because, you know, I talked to this person not too long ago. And, you know, they're right back in the same spot. And I looked at them and I said, you let them no goods back in, didn't you? Yeah, Pastor, I, I know I did. And, and, and no, you got put them out. The Lord told you to put them out. The Bible tells you, all of us, to know the state of our flocks, to pay attention to what we have in our life. Why am I saying this? There are people that are worrying about things and asking God to help them with things, and they won't do the natural things to do the right thing. Mm. Hallelujah. The Amplified Bible says, cast the whole of your care, all of your anxieties, all of your worries, all your concerns, once and for all on Him. All of them. Once and for all. What does that mean? What's that carry the idea of? You cast them and you never go pick them back up. I'm done with that. Amen. When I carry care, I'm saying I don't need God or His help. And that's pride. The Lord said to me one time, "To carry care is to say either I don't need God or God won't help me." And He said, "Both of these are foolish statements. They're foolish statements." <laughs> look at look at uh, Mark four nineteen. We're almost done. Whew. Hallelujah. No, What what does the care do? It chokes the word. It chokes the word. Mark four nineteen. Notice what it says: the cares of this world, deceitfulness of riches, lust of other things, entering in, choke the word, and it becomes unfruitful. It notice for something to become unfruitful, it had to at one time be fruitful, and notice that. Mark says, it becometh unfruitful. The Word. Matthew's version of this, Matthew 13, 22, says that the Word is choked and he, the man, becomes unfruitful. The man who heard becomes unfruitful. If the cares get the Word, they get the man. See, you can't violate Scripture in any area of your life and expect things to go well. I'll say that again. You can't violate Scripture in your life and expect things to go well. They just don't. That's in any area. I'm not going to take the time to go into any areas, but that's any area. You can't violate Scripture. You can't lie and expect God to show His faithfulness other than when you repent, He'll be faithful to forgive you. Right? Amen. Do, do you see that? You can't be mean and nasty and ugly to people and expect the power of God to work in your life. You can't be unforgiving, you, right? You can't hold a grudge and expect the blessings of God to flow in your life because you're violating Scripture. Oh, Hallelujah. Well, you know, Pastor, none of us are perfect. That's exactly right. None of us are perfect. But the Bible says God empowers us to keep His Word. That's what the Word says. I'm empowered by God to keep His Word. Is that right? It says it becomes unfruitful. It yields nothing. It produces no crop. Luke 8, 14, which is Luke's account of this, it says that this person brings forth no fruit to perfection. In other words, there's never any maturation. There's never any mature, ripened fruit. They never receive maximum results from the word. Never receive maximum results from the word. Amen. We read in Philippians chapter 4, verse 6, he said uh, concerning. Anxiousness, don't be anxious about anything but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Present your request to God and the peace of God would guard your heart and your mind through Christ Jesus. So when I refuse to worry and through prayer I cast all my care on the Father, the peace of God guards my heart and my mind through Christ Jesus. But it starts with me casting the care on him. Amen. It starts with me casting the care on him. More starts coming when more starts leaving. The more I cast my care, the more God can bring to me. And and, and let me say this. God has a difficult time blessing worriers. Because I'll worry it all away. Amen. Worry will kill you. It'll destroy your life. Just carrying the anxiousness, the anxiety of it. Amen. Do you see that? The Lord told me one time concerning worry and care. He said, when you carry care, you prop the door open for everything else the enemy wants to bring into your life. And that, and that's how the enemy will work. What about this? What about this? What about that? Right? He he has no authority of his own. He's got to get you to use your authority to sabotage yourself. He's got to get me to say it. He's got to get me to talk about what I'm worried about. He's got to get me to talk about how bad things are. He's got to get me to talk about how sick I am or how bad the the situation may be. Because then I prop the door open. My words are holding the door open. Amen. See, it's not just negative and not negative talk. You should never let this phrase come out of your mouth. I don't know what I'm going to do. I have no idea what I'm going to do. How, how is this ever going to work out? I have not. I, I have. I, I don't know. I, I, just, I just don't know. I just don't know. I just don't know. I just don't know. And guess what you'll never do? No. The Lord said to me one time, he said three things you never say. I don't. I don't know. I can't and I don't understand. He said, Never say those again. Don't ever say those. So someone will say, They'll they'll present me with something that I don't understand in myself. And I say, Well, praise God, I understand. I had a preacher look at me one time, get frustrated. He said, You're the most understanding guy I know. I say, Well, thank you. I do, I understand. See, I may not understand here, but the Bible says that the Holy Spirit who will bring all things to my remembrance has been sent by the Father and I have a divine genius on the inside of me. Amen. So don't 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 prop the door open because he's got to get you to use your authority. If there's something you don't know, at the least say I'll find out. what are we going to do about this? I'll find out. Amen. When I'm dealing with things in my family, I tell people, I say, look, I'll pray about it. Well, how are we going to do this? I'll pray about it. I'll pray about it and I'll know. I, I won't worry. I may not have everything right, but I'm telling you, I've learned how not to worry. I won't worry. I will not worry. The Bible says worry makes you sick. In the book of Proverbs, it says anxiety in the heart of man brings it down. It says, but a joyful spirit is, is, is like a, a, a refreshing drink of water. Amen. Hallelujah. Oh, really? I just don't know what I'm going to do with that child. Here's number one. You're not going to worry about them. Amen. Yeah, but they're living for the devil. Yeah, but you've got a promise. That your family will be saved. Don't worry about it. Yeah, but they keep going the way they're going. They're going to die. Don't you use your words to kill them. Don't do it. Speak life over them. Speak life over them. Remember what Brother Hagin said? He said, if you can't say anything else, you say, Lord, I surround them with faith and love. I surround them with faith and love. I surround them with faith and love. Amen. Do you see that? Glory to God. Just because it's a bad report doesn't mean i got to worry about it. Oh, hallelujah. Isn't that wonderful? Glory to God. Thank you, Father. Amen. Before we leave today, we always want to make sure that uh, every person watching, every person in the room is ready to meet the Lord. The Bible makes it very plain when it makes this statement that, uh, you know, this life that we're living, it's the shortest thing we're ever going to experience. Ever how long you live, the Bible says that life is just a vapor. It's here today. It's gone tomorrow. Amen. You know, there are people you know that if you live 10 more years, they're not going to be here. There are people, you know that if you live five more years, they're not going to be here. All of us in this room watching online, if the rapture of the church doesn't come, if Jesus doesn't return, every one of us are going to leave this earth. We're not going to live on this earth forever. And so that means I can't live my life like I'm going to live here forever, like it doesn't matter. It's what I do right now. That counts, and the Bible says today is the acceptable day of salvation. Today is the acceptable time. Well, Pastor, won't tomorrow be acceptable? Well, yeah, it is, but tomorrow will be today. So I want to accept Him today. Let's bow our heads today, shall we? If you're here today, you're watching online, whatever the case may be. You're here today in in the audience. You say, Pastor, I'm I'm just not where. I need to be with the Lord. My life is not where it needs to be. And I need to, to make some things right with Him. I need to, need to square some things up with Him. If that's you today, you say, Pastor, that's me. Would you just slip your hand up? Let me know. Let me know that you want to square those things with the Lord, make it right. Praise God. You're watching online and that's you just make that decision right there where you're sitting your living room your car on your job i want to make these things right i want to determine to do this in the name of jesus hallelujah then just take another step just say this with me say father in the name of jesus i believe that jesus christ was born of a virgin that he lived a sinless life He died on the cross for my sin, and He rose from the dead on the third day. And He intercedes for me now in heaven. You said that you were away from the Lord. Well, you're back in fellowship. The Lord's good. Amen. Let's stand up, shall we? Uh, Hallelujah. Glory to God. Tell your neighbors, after today, I'm not going to worry ever again. Oh, hallelujah. Isn't God good? Well, of course, don't forget if you've signed up for our new members class, we'll have a new members class this afternoon. Church this evening at 6 o'clock. God's so good. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, say it with me this morning. The vision of this church will always be to build people's faith and frame their world by the Word of God. You and I will always be world changers. God bless you. Thank you for joining us for this message. We would love to hear from you. If you have a prayer request or want to share how this message has helped you, send us an email at main@buildfaith.net. This message and many more materials are available to you free of charge, can be found at buildfaith.net or at any of our location media stores. As always, keep the switch of faith turned on and build your faith and frame your world by the Word of God.